Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome to episode 408 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast, but more importantly, welcome to the official kickoff of the Raven Awards for the films released in 2022. This is actually our fifth annual Wednesday Raven Awards. It's our fifth show, which is just absolutely insane to me. I was going back through the records as we do indeed have some uh, some record nominations this year in a couple of categories. And so we'll talk about those once we get to them. But we will be officially announcing the nominations for the Wednesday Raven Awards, or more simply put, the Raven Awards for the films released in 2022. And I'm excited. This is always a very fun time of the year for me. It's fun to be putting these things together. I was able to have some time today to put a a little PowerPoint presentation together as we go through the nominations, and also a bit of a a sizzle reel for some of our our, our audio uh, categories, including best one-liner slash quote, and also best stunt action sequence. So we'll probably end up getting copyright uh, claimed on that, I'm sure. I know that we did last year during the actual uh, awards show itself. But as everyone who has been following me for a while should know at this point in time, one of the things that I always do is is I, I, I want to make it very clear. This is about saying, screw you to the Oscars. Uh, that's really what started this off was I was so sick and tired of the Oscars, all of the politicking, all of the woke identitarian nonsense. Apparently, uh, from what I saw on social media today, uh, when the nominations came out for the Oscars, for what it's worth, people who actually care about the Oscars, the nominations came out today. Um, I, I just want to make it very clear. I, I don't care about the Oscars anymore because they don't mean anything anymore. They, they honestly just don't mean a darn thing. And it's sad because there are definitely some good people still working uh, in Hollywood today, there are definitely some people who I think are probably worthy of of recognition. The problem, of course, is that the recognition that they're receiving just does not mean, does not just does not mean what it it used to. And so, I started the Raven Awards as a way just to have fun for us to be able to come together as as a community, as an Arts Guardian community. Obviously, this extends out to anyone who gets one of the ballots, anyone who gets the, one of the links to the ballots. Um, to be able to vote and to nominate. And so I remember five years ago, you know, it's like crazy to think uh, that's been as long as it has. I guess it's been technically four years uh, since we were dealing with films from the previous year, which is why this is the fifth annual now. Um, but it is, uh, you know, going through and actually creating the categories. That was something that was w- something that we developed together. Uh, here on the channel, right? We developed the category names. That was a process of getting that together. Then the actual nominations, right? Getting the actual films and people nominated is also a part of the process. And then, of course, people voting on who should actually win. And so it's gone through ebbs and flows throughout the years, and it's changed, he- you know, here and there. And I've tried to, I've tried to update and upgrade the quality as best I can as we have been going through it. And uh, without further ado. Um, we'll go ahead and dump into the chat, say our hellos, and then we will go through the nominations. And after we go through all of the nominations, I will then jump back into the chats and get y'all's thoughts 
about them. So let's go ahead and say hello to some people. Again, smash the like button, live the fire button, and honestly, and smash the rumble button. You guys are freaking amazing. And seriously, thank you all so very much for the support. Again, 85 people. That's the most I think I've had since I started launching this who actually put forth nominations, which is a lot more of a tedious process because you actually have to type out the names of, of the movies and type out the names of the people when it comes to the one-liners and the action scenes, right, to try to explain it as best as you, as you possibly can. Uh, so again, thank you to those who did participate in the the actual process itself. So we'll go ahead now and go into the chat. Remember, I do fall 20 to 30 minutes behind in the chat, and once I go into nomination mode, I, I will probably end up falling much further behind than that. Also, I see Tina is in the live chat. Hail to you, Tina. So Tina, if you want to hear what the nominations are uh, today, I, I would uh, I would welcome you to, to continue to listen to the stream. But of course, Tina, you can do whatever it is that you need to do. Remember that Tina cannot mod, so she is here, uh, but she is not going to be able to to mod and interact in the way that that typically um, she would be able to because her eyesight uh, is still being affected, and so she cannot actually respond. And so people who are trying to tag her and trying to respond to her just know uh, that she can't uh, she cannot see and respond directly. Uh, but Tina, if you are listening, just know. There are hearts and love being sent your way. Uh, but let's go ahead and say hello to some people. We got Serenity Two Witches. What's going on? Master of Gaming in the chat. Orange Chat Reviews. What's going on? Good sir. Thanks for being a member on the channel and also uh, for taking up some responsibilities of being a mod. I really do appreciate it. He says, The Raven Awards always love this time of year. The nominations should be interesting. There are some pretty great uh, nominations this year. There's there's some categories that I love. I just love the uh, the films that ended up getting the nod. There are a couple of categories where we nominate people, and I think that there's just a lot of fun to be had in those categories as well. And of course, just like every year, there's some categories that get so dominated by certain films that it makes it much more difficult to fill in those remaining spaces. Um, but again, that's that's one of the things that just happens when you're you know just having fun with your own you know. Your, your own man-made award show that we just have a lot of fun with, but it's great. Uh, Gary Banjo, so it's Worthington, what's going on? Uh, Dave Mate, what's going on? Howdy to you. Nearside Cyclops, what is going on? Quote the Raven, nevermore, exactly. Uh, Master Gaming says, are you surprised that Top Gun Maverick is nominated for Best Picture of the Oscars? I don't care. I, again, I want to make it clear. The Oscars are meaningless. I love Top Gun Maverick. I think it's a phenomenal film. But it getting an Oscar nomination for me just doesn't matter. Because the Oscars don't matter. So if you're going to try to get my opinion about nominations, about, you know, Oscar nominations and things like that, you know, other than just calling out Hollywood and calling out the nonsense, I'm, I'm not really going to be that excited for, for much that has to do with the Oscars, to be perfectly honest. Um, because it really, again, it means nothing. There was a time when that would have meant something. Because guess what? Yeah, that got nominated. But also Avatar. Avatar Wave Water got nominated as well. I believe Elvis even got nominated. I, again, I don't even remember because it just, again, doesn't even matter at this point. You know, I'd rather have fun with the Raven Awards here than, you know, care about any of that nonsense. Uh, Bruce, what's going on? Bruce, hail to you. Thank you for being here. Laura, the modern major general, what's going on? Says, sorry, I have to miss the stream. Just want to say hello for everyone to have a nice stream. Oh, no. Modern major general missing the nominations. It's a very sad, sad occasion. J.S. Pena, what is going on? Thank you for being here. Kimberly G., what is going on? There is, of course, Tina. She is doing voice-to-text. So, again, 
Um, she is not going to be able to directly respond to people, but she is putting in her, her text because she wants to be able to still participate uh, and, and keep the mind active and everything like that. So again, if people are going to try and tag her, just know that she won't be able to necessarily see it. Uh, then says, happy that Elvis got nominated for Best Picture. I think it's the one only movies I saw this year. I'm also happy for Austin Butler. Yeah, Austin Butler is a really uh, great actor. He did great. I finally watched the entirety of the film. Can't say I actually actually like the movie, uh, but Austin Butler was great. I can say that much at least. Super Anime Gamer. Hey, what is up, my dude? What is going on? Hail to you. Uh, Dave Mate says, did you know Natalie Portman won the Oscar for, for Best Actress by lying by doing her own stunts? I don't know necessarily if that's why she won. Um, I, I think there was a lot more to the performance than just that. So, uh, have no thoughts about the woman King being snubbed because I don't care about the Oscars and the movie sucks. <laughs> Carrie Banjo sandwich. What is going on? Dan Crane hail to you. Uh, the Bryant Barth again, my thoughts are the Oscars still don't matter and they continue every single year to show why they continue to not matter. Keely Chow says, hail. How is it going? Baby Thor is doing all right, and uh, the Lady Freya is also doing well. Slicer Neon says, Welcome to Whose Line Is It Anyway, where everything is made up and the points don't matter, just like all the Hollywood award shows and opinions of every late-night talk show host. Exactly! And the difference is that we just have fun with it, right? We, we know that this award, ultimately, right, is just a guy talking to the camera on the internet, and people are having fun with it. That's what this whole thing is about. That's why we've put a ton of really fun categories in when we first started this whole thing, you know? Uh, James Gunn throws shade at Henry Cavill. What matters most is easy to work with. A lot of random questions from you tonight, good sir, Dave Mate. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna, sorry. I'm I'm gonna have to skip over some of them. All right, because uh, we're we're trying to stay on task here. Uh, Victor Fontaine says, "Hail Odin, the Raven Awards, good time." Yes, indeed. I hope that is indeed. Uh, it is indeed a fun time once we jump into the nominations, which will be in just a second. Again, uh, Tina would love to be able to see the comments from everybody, but again, she will not be able to because uh, she just, again, her eyesight's just not up for it at this point in time. Rob D says, hello, Odin, can't wait for the Ravens. Let's see those nominations. I'm right there with you. Shout out to the OG Valks. Absolutely, Soul Assassin. Absolutely. Uh, General Wingster says, for your well review in the words of the immortal Scott Steiner, he's fat. <laughs> I like Top Gun 1 more than Top Gun 2. Which do you prefer? Oh, Top Gun 2, I think, is a far better film, to be perfectly honest. I think they're both great. Um, for different reasons, but I think Top Gun 2 is a just much better, well, more well-rounded film. Jeremiah Ferris says, Hello, all I plan to get a channel membership on February 1st because I'm a, a pretty I'm pretty to get it on a random day. Love your content. Well, thank you very much for that. Uh, not sure if that was meant to say something else, but hey, glad to hear it, man. Thank you. Uh, see, Slicer Neon says, Grouchy Muppet who lives in the trash can. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't care about you either. Uh, Ryan Dole says the Oscars never matter to me, probably because I'm too young, but making Jimmy Kimmel the host doesn't help. Wait a minute. That, is that true? Is Jimmy Kimmel the host this year? <laughs> I mean, again, that's the reason why it's just fun just to not even worry about it. That's why I do this, right? They do their nominations in the morning. I do mine in the evening. Um, I, you know, they do their award show. I do mine at the same time and we just have fun. And while many people might want to actually listen to the, the crazy political speeches and if Jimmy Kimmel's the host, all the crazy nonsense that, that Jimmy Kimmel's going to be spouting, all the political nonsense that he's going to be spewing, I mean, at that time and at that point, why would you even want to bother with that, you know? And it's just been going downhill every single year, you know? So it's just what yet another reason to, to join us over here on OMB Reviews so that way we can uh, have a little bit of fun and... Uh, you know, it's going to be a fun time 
I'm excited. Uh, let's see. Reaper says, unless Jennifer Lawrence is nominated and wins every Oscar at the awards show, it's invalid. That's a very good point. Let's see. Tina says, so I'm going to nominate The Northman because it was the best thing I saw this year as far as dark as a hawk. Uh, dark as a hawk? But he didn't get nominated either. <laughs> well, I think, so uh, Tina, I do think you're going to like some of the nominations this year. I think there's going to be some that you're not going to like, but I think it's a pretty good mixed bag this year. Remember, Sci-Fi says, most Oscars movies are forgettable. Meanwhile, that clip from Billy Madison talking about how everyone is dumber lives on after 30 years. That's a great point. Master Gaming says, I disliked Oscars since the 2015's Oscars So White. I've heard the Raven Awards. Ravens have better categories, judges, movies based on its merits. Exactly. Uh, and it's something that allows people to, you know, people say, well, it's no different than a People's Choice Award, basically. It's like, to a point, I mean, yes, people get to vote on these things, but I do ultimately have authority, right? When we were creating the categories, there were some things where I was like, no, I really think and really want to have this, this kind of category. When we came up with our worst movie of the year, I wanted to make sure it had a unique name and title to it. And so that's where we got the Kathleen Kennedy Ryan Johnson Award for Excellence in Crap and World Building. I mean, I just think that it, one, rolls off the tongue very well. And also, it's just a fun thing to say. Yeah. Apparently, uh, Jimmy Kimmel is hosting. What a bore fest, apparently. Gray Wooda, what's going on? Uh, Tina then says, do you know what? I don't remember how to do cookies anymore. Wait, how do I check my cookies? Never mind. It's okay. I can't see them anyway. <laughs> Jay Spenya, I know you don't care, but I wonder how they're going to top the drama from last year. You know they're going to come up with something, I'm sure. Drop D says, I think Kermit the Frog should host the Oscars. Uh, he'd award have to award Miss Piggy every award. That's that's actually absolutely a fact. Matt R, what's going on? Gary Banjo Sandwich, like The Last of Us. Odin is a fun guy. Hail the Ravens. Thank you very much, Gary Banjo Sandwich. I appreciate that. Jeremiah Fair says, I meant I'm uh, too petty to get it. I'm petty on a different day. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Alrighty. So, uh, I believe that is all the comments there over on Rumble. Uh, Kinkane Rumsky says, Stargate SG-1 is on, but I will try to be on here as much as possible. Well, thank you very much. User 2061, from the, he says, Hail Odin from the Rumble Wasteland. Well, again, uh, leave a comment, of course, uh, in the chat over there. I do try to, you know, spread the love amongst all the chats. But let's go ahead and uh, let's dive, uh, let's go ahead and dive into this. Let's go ahead and dive into this. It says, send before I was ready, but I have a few more doctor's appointments. Just pray that I get a clean bill on all of them so that I can get back to normal life. Amen. And Tina, just know that every person has been praying for you. Uh, we've all been praying for you. Uh, and uh, please keep us posted. Uh, and I, again, really do appreciate the the updates that you've been able to give us in the Discord. And uh, just know that people are are seeing you, are hearing you, and are wanting to, uh, <laughs> are wanting to, um, you know, are wanting to uh, respond to you and and you know send their love. All right, let's go ahead then and dive into the. Uh, let's go ahead and dive into the nominations. All right, let's go ahead and do it. And uh, first off, I mean, let's just go ahead and uh, and I'll pull this thing up right here. Look at that. Look at that, everybody. I created a PowerPoint presentation. That's right. I created a PowerPoint presentation. Look at that beautiful raven on a cross. That's right. So the Raven Awards, the 2022 nominations. We'll go ahead and get things kicked off. And uh, this should be a fun time. So please stick around uh, and uh, and let's have some fun. So the first category is one where there's actually a video presentation. You'll be able to listen uh, along as well. But the uh, first category that we are going to talk about and we're going to go through again, we're just going to go through all of the nominations. The first category is the best one liner or quote of the year. And so here is the little, uh, I guess you could say a little sizzle reel that I created for this end. So 
the nominations for best one-liner slash quote from the years in film from the year in film 2022 is this all right so hopefully that came through well for y'all i got my headphones on just to make sure that the the sound is okay uh but anyway for those that missed it there are actually two quotes from top gun maverick and so that's why they were actually all within that first quote so the nominees for best one-liner are talk to me goose which is said by maverick from top gun maverick i'm vengeance Batman from the Batman. So even though you have broken my heart yet again, I wanted to say in another life, I would have loved to really, I would have really liked to have, um, I don't know why it doesn't, why does, why don't you show up fully? Anyway, let's go ahead and get back to that one. There it is. So even though, sorry about that. So even though you've broken my heart yet again, I wanted to say in another life, I would have really liked just doing laundry and taxes with you from the character Waymond Wang from everything everywhere all at once so that's what was in the other language there the end is inevitable maverick your kind is headed for for extinction maybe so sir but not today maverick from top gun maverick and also they think i'm hiding in the shadows but i am the shadows batman from the batman there it is so those were the nominations for best one-liner and quote one-liner slash quote of the year so let's go ahead and keep this party going everybody so our first category where we'll be using this powerpoint look at this beautiful powerpoint presentation with my beautiful yellow and and stencil right here let's go ahead and dive into it the nominations for the best stunt work of 2022 great year of of films with different uh stunt teams always got to show some love to (laughs) always got to show some uh some love uh, to the stunt team and the stunt works uh, that people do. Also, if at any point the stream gets taken down because of that first clip or because of the other clip that I'll play a little bit later on, I will still be streaming live over on Rumble and Odyssey, which are not nearly as sensitive when it comes to those kinds of things. So the nominations for best stunt work are Bullet Train, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, The Northman, R, 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 and Top Gun Maverick. So congratulations to the stunt teams on Bullet Train, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, the Northman, RRR, and Top Gun and Maverick. All great uh, stunt teams, all great stunt work done within those movies. And uh, yeah, I was very happy to see this list overall. A lot of love being shown here to the Northman and also to RRR. Uh, RRR got shown a lot of really, uh, a lot of really good love um, this year. Uh, including so RR and the Northman definitely got a lot more love than I was than I was expecting. But yeah, kudos to them. Great stunt teams, great stunt work all the way around. And so those are the nominations for best stunt work of 2022. Moving on to the next category, we have best animated feature, best animated feature film. So we have the Bob's Burger movie, Dragon Ball Super, superhero, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Minions, The Rise of Gru, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Not a whole lot of animated films this year, I feel. Um, That's why Bob's Burger Movie and Dragon Ball Super actually only got in with a few votes because most people were behind Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio or Minions, one of those films. But hey, uh, still, a lot of people, I think, are probably going to be pretty happy. 
again, pretty happy on all of this. So best animated feature. These are those nominations. Um, I have seen Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, and I can speak to that film being fantastic. I have not seen the rest of them, so I cannot speak to them. Uh, but the other thing I like about this is what I used to do with the Oscars when the when they mattered was I always tried to watch all of the films that got nominated. Um, and so I feel that that might be a good thing for, for me to do at least what the, maybe, maybe, maybe with the positive categories, maybe not so much with the negative categories. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I think that it might be one of my goals to watch all of the films that got nominated this year for the Ravens, uh, and all the, the positive, uh, categories. And so again, as you can see though, a lot of representation, a lot of representation here, uh, I heard great, great things about last wish, uh, never saw minions, just never really something that appealed to me. Uh, Dragon Ball Super is one I've always wanted to go in, to go further into. Uh, the issue with that is I just feel like I, I need to watch the show first. And so, you know, it is what it is. And then the Bob's Burger movie, I've never seen the Bob's Burgers movies or the Bob's Burgers show. And so can't really say much more about that. But hey, those are the nominations for the best animated movie of the year. All right. Our next category is one of my favorites. So this is for NPC of the year. We have that defined on the ballot, which will go live after the nominations are completed. NPC is defined as someone using no critical thoughts or reasoning skills, simply regurgitating a set of arguments and non sequiturs bequeathed to them by someone else. And this is something that we um, wanted more specifically for those specific NPCs within the movie industry or connected to the movie industry. But we definitely uh, allowed for in, in at least one case, uh, allowed for this to be also inclusive of other pop culture references. All right. So the nominations for NPC of the year are Frosk of G4 fame, of former G4 fame, Grace Randolph, Jennifer Lawrence, Mark Ruffalo, and Rob Reiner. Congratulations to our nominees for NPC of the Year. Interestingly enough, these are first-time nominations for all of these individuals. Grace Randolph has actually never been nominated for NPC of the Year. Some people are pointing to... I see the people already excited about Jeremy. Remember that... That uh, you will find out the result of that when we get to the shill of the year category. Uh, so NPC, a little bit different, right? These are people who use no critical thought, who just put out, again, non sequiturs. Uh, and I was actually really excited to see some of the names in here, right? Mark Ruffalo, Rob Reiner, especially. I was like, the Rob Reiner one, to me, I was like, that's actually really a perfect one to have in there. <laughs> because if you follow that man's Twitter, I think no better term comes to mind than than NPC of of the year or just an NPC in general. So congratulations to our nominees, especially to to Frost. Anyone who watches Friday Night Tights will have a special appreciation and love for Frost in their hearts. Uh, and then of course we got Grace Randolph, Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence, Mark Ruffalo, and Rob Reiner. Good job, y'all, for being completely thoughtless and mindless regurgitators of information that you really have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I love that category. It is definitely one of my favorite categories and probably a difficult one because, yeah, how do you choose the worst of 2022? That's, I think, going to be the ultimate. Uh, <laughs> the all, Yeah, frostbitten. Exactly. I see that in the live chat. All right, moving on to our next category then. We have the best visual effects of 2022. All right. 
And the nominations, the nominees are Avatar, The Way of Water, Bullet Train, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, Jurassic World Dominion, and Top Gun Maverick. Congratulations for being nominated for Best Visual Effects. Uh, Yeah, uh, clearly... For those that think I have a bias against Avatar Way of Water, didn't stop me from uh, keeping it from when it was voted on, and it did receive several votes for its visual effects. Um, but yeah, all of these films have different visual effects. What was interesting to me was the Jurassic World Dominion one, uh, and I think it ultimately came down to there were probably people, the people that actually took the time to fill out a ballot, probably... Um, Uh, Hadn't seen a lot of other films this year. And so it was kind of this default of, well, I guess I need to nominate this movie. I I guess I need to (laughs) put this out there because the visual effects are are there a little bit. Uh, But yeah, for for those that voted for it, hey, you got just enough to be able to to fit the bill. And these are those films nominated for best visual effects for the year. All right, our next category moving along is best cinematography. As many of you know, Uh, One of the things I care most about in film is good cinematography. It's one of the reasons why I hated the film Ambulance from this past year, because the cinematography was just absolute garbage. Um, But uh, yeah, so (laughs) again, this is also why it's it's not coming from me. This is coming from uh, the people who who put a vote in. And so if there's ever a, a category where you're just scratching your head or you're upset about a nomination, just know. Hey, if you didn't fill out a nomination form, you can do so next year to to be able to put some uh, <laughs> to be able to put some things in. Uh, I see Tina is heading out. Tina, if you want to hang out just to hear the nominations, uh, again, I know that you can't you won't be able to read them, so might be able to to, to just listen in if you want. And of course, that's totally up to you. All right, so best cinematography. All right, let's go ahead. The nominations for best cinematography are Claudio Miranda for Top Gun Maverick. Greg Fraser for The Batman. Jaron Blaschke for The Northman. If I mispronounce these names, I apologize. Larkin Seipel for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Russell Carpenter for Avatar, The Way of Water. So, yes, a very interesting mix here. Uh, and I believe I may have missed the eye on Greg's name. Apologies to, to Greg uh, Fraser. But Top Gun Maverick, Batman, Northman, uh, Everything Arrow all at once, right? All very well shot. Um, I guess I, I, I guess I would say one of the you know objective elements of Avatar that I didn't completely hate was uh, the cinematography of it. So I don't mind you know dealing with that. I don't mind. Uh, that being in there, I just think that the the pictures that I was able to find for these cinematographers, I think, uh, <laughs> remind me at least why many of them are cinematographers and not in front of the camera. So anyway, congratulations to those nominees for best cinematography. Okay, our next category: mess most SJW screenwriters. The way that we describe this is a person who pretends to be fighting for social justice, but in reality is consumed by or a desire for moral superiority, validation from their peers, a hatred of anyone with dissenting views, a need to destroy or disrupt anything that wasn't built for or by people that share their gender, race, sexuality, etc. So these are our nominees for the most SJW screenwriters of the year. First, 
Billy Eichner and Nicholas Stoller for the film Bros. James Cameron for Avatar. Maria Bello and Dana Stevens for The Woman King. Ryan Johnson for Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. And Taika Waititi and Jennifer Caton Robinson for Thor Love and Thunder. So congratulations to the most SJW screenwriters. Uh, I think all of these definitely fit the bill of, of the category, right, of people with a moral superiority complex, right? Bros was a box office flop. Avatar is Avatar. Uh, the Woman King, I think I mentioned this in, in some of the conversations I've had about my, uh, I don't think I did a, an official review on the channel for it. Um, but yeah, the writing is just atrocious. It's so very clear that they are trying to essentially erase history um, and just completely uh, make things up, right? <laughs> just completely make things up as they as they go along. Uh, but uh, gr- great to see Ryan Johnson uh, get put into this category. Once again, he's back. He's back, everybody. Maybe he'll win something. Uh, and gl- glad to see that film getting nominated for here. And then also, of course, Taika Waititi. I know uh, Steph were here right now. She would be doing her typical spelling of Taika Waititi. Uh, great to see him nominated here for most SJW screenwriters because, let's just be honest, it is a complete uh, mess of an actual film. All right. So let's go ahead then and move on to our next category, which is Best Director of the Year. I like to keep this one lower down on the list. Uh, it's one of those ideas and concepts of having a, a major category early on, as one might say. But the nominees for Best Director... For film in 2022 are The Daniels from Everything Everywhere All at Once, Joseph Kaczynski for Top Gun Maverick, Matt Reeves for The Batman, Robert Eggers for The Northman, and S.S. Rajamuli for RRR. So, congratulations to the nominees here once again. Everything, everything, everywhere, all at once. Top Gun, Maverick. These are two films that uh, definitely are powerhouses. These are the films that most people have seen, so it makes sense that these films got a lot of nominations this year. Batman clearly had a very strong contingency, had a very, very strong contingency this year as well, uh, getting getting nominations, getting some votes in some uh, some key categories. Uh, Northman, of course, also has has a lot of people that really appreciated that movie for it, and I, that was a movie I really wanted to love, but just ended up not. Not really falling all that much in love with. And RRR, a film I actually really did enjoy um, that I actually was kind of surprised has been somewhat ignored by a lot of the mainstream Hollywood types, right, when it comes to their award shows. But hey, not here. Not here for the Ravens. I would say that this is a pretty solid list overall. I mean, are there people that I would have substituted in and out? Probably. Um, there, I would have voted for different people. But ultimately, I think that this is actually a really, really solid list. Uh, RRR, as I said, was a fantastic film. The Northman, there are a lot of things I really like about it. The Batman, overall, doesn't quite all work for me, but there's some good things in there that I love. And then, of course, as you all know, I do love Top Gun Maverick and everything everywhere all at once. But a very strong uh, category here for Best Director. All right, so before moving on to the next uh, the next text category, which will be Best ba- uh, best Breakthrough Performance. And I would say, uh, Tina, you may want to stick around at least for that one. Uh, this is going to be after. We have another video package because the next official category is Best Fight Scene Action Sequence of 2022. 
So that is our next category, and I, I created yet another sizzle reel for that. And this is the one that, that very well could end up getting me dinged on, uh, on YouTube. So if at any point the stream goes down, uh, it might be for this very reason. But I try to clip things together. I try to make sure that uh, it's, it's clearly being used right in, in, in a way that is not uh, trying to completely monetize. But anyway, here are the nominees for best fight scene slash action sequence of this past year. All right, so those are the nominations. Yeah, it's a difficult fight scene to see, especially at a lower resolution. Uh, again, uh, apologies uh, for the lower resolution, uh, but that was the best that I could really, you know, collect together uh, with without any like actual direct sources. But anyway, for those that missed it, uh, the nominations for best uh, fight scene are Maverick successfully completing the training course from Top Gun Maverick, the Batmobile Penguin Chase from the Batman, the final trench run from Top Gun Maverick. The train fight from Bullet Train uh, with the White Wolf and the volcano fight from the Northman. So, uh, again, congratulations to all of those that were able to receive those nominations. All right, moving right along, we will now go to our next category, which is breast, uh, is, is best breakthrough performance of the year 2022. And we'll go to get started. So the nominees for breakthrough performance of the year are Austin Butler in Elvis. Kehu Kwan in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Mia Goth in the film Pearl. Michelle Yeoh in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. And Miles Teller in Top Gun Maverick. Congratulations to all of the nominees. And uh, again, apologies if I mispronounced anything. Uh, Kehu Juan, I think that's how the name, I think that's how his name is pronounced. This was one that I was actually really happy to see. Uh, and it was, again, something that was a very unique category with a lot of different things. Like the Mia Goth one actually was very surprising, uh, but that one did get uh, get a little bit of love. Never saw Pearl or X. I know that Pearl was like the prequel to X. Um, but happy to see uh, Kihu Kwan in this category. Austin Butler did a fantastic job as Elvis in the film. And then seeing Miles Teller in here always makes me very happy because uh, Miles Teller, of course, uh, just a phenomenal actor. And I thought he did a great job in uh, the movie. And then, of course, Michelle Yeoh is, of course, awesome in most things that she does. Everything all at once was no uh, exception to that uh, very, very idea. So congratulations to all of the winning uh, for other all of the nominated persons. All right. Moving on long, we have worst writing story to film. So this is just the film that has just the worst story all around. Right. What is the actual you know, worst story in film? The nominations are Avatar, The Way of Water, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, and Thor, Love and Thunder. So as you can see, this category dominated by Disney, very much dominated by Disney. Uh, three Marvel films actually included in this, uh, with really no surprise at all. Terrible, terrible stories all around. We all know Avatar's story is bad, of course. And then Glass Onion, interestingly enough, I believe I had heard that Ryan Johnson actually got nominated for a writing Oscar. Uh, so here, not so much. Instead, he got nominated for worst writing story in a film. And uh, I think all of these films are very much deserving of their spot. Are there other films that probably could have taken the place of a couple? Absolutely. But hey, these are the ones that the people voted on. So congratulations to the worst stories of the year in film. All right, our next category is the most iconic film 
of the year. So this is one that I've also very much been a fan of for the Ravens uh, because it's not just about what your favorite movie is. It's what is a film that you think is going to stand the test of time, is going to be well-remembered for, for years to come. And uh, I will say, this is actually a very interesting category. There's a lot of very interesting films. Um, you know, of course, ones that I like and don't. But it is, I think, interesting nonetheless. And so the nominations for bo- most iconic film of the year are Avatar, The Way of Water, The Banshees of Inisherin, Everything Everywhere All at Once, RRR, and Top Gun Maverick. So congratulations to the films involved. And even though I have a lot of issues with uh, Avatar Way of Water, I I do think that there's elements of it that could be seen as memorable. Uh, For me, story matters more than anything else, though. So because the story is terrible, I I just... It's going to be just like the first film, very forgettable. That one's going to be very forgettable, too. Um, But RRR, I think, was an awesome one to see. Get some love here in this category. Top Gun Maverick, of course, got a lot of support here as well. I was actually surprised to see... Uh, there were a few nominations, right? There were there was a, a group of people supportive of the Banshees of Anishrin. And even though I'm a big fan of the film, I, I don't really see it necessarily as as an iconic film. Um, I think everything ever at once might have that ability because it's just so weird and it's just so quirky. Um, but yeah, very, very fun category. A lot of fun nominations for most iconic film of the year. So congratulations to the films that got nominated. Moving on to our next category, we have the most pointless character in film. I I, I bet you can find out, I, I bet you can tell where this is going to end up going. Uh, this, let's just say this this category is going to be dominated by a very specific brand. So the most pointless characters in film during the year 2022 are America Chavez from Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Doctor Strange from Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Riri Williams from Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Thor from Thor, Love and Thunder. And Valkyrie from Thor, Love and Thunder. So dominated by the MCU, uh, dominated by, by Thor and also by Doctor Strange. But Black Panther also uh, was, was able to get a nod there as well. So again, characters that ultimately... Even Doctor Strange in his own film ultimately ended up being a pretty worthless and and pointless character. America Chavez existed solely uh, in the film to, once again, just like all the MCU has been doing, uh, to try to deviate, right? To try to subvert the expectations, as it were, right? Um, Yeah, people are saying, who's America Chavez? So she she was essentially the leading role in the Doctor Strange movie. That's, That's who she was. And again, pointless character. Um, and then, of course, you had Riri in, in Black Panther, and then you had the Love and Thunder film. And I think Lady Thor, you know, Lady Thor didn't get enough, right? I think enough people were just putting their support behind the fact that Thor was really a secondary character, right? I think it was less uh, an attack against Chris Hemsworth and more about, hey, he really wasn't a, a main character in his own movie, right? And then, of course, also a lot of people voted for Valkyrie because Valkyrie was ultimately, you know, <laughs> yeah. Disney is overrun with uh, with pointless characters, as we is saying over in the live chat on Odyssey. Absolutely agree with you there. But anyway, dominated by the MCU. This is one where I could see there being, uh, you know, not necessarily a split vote, but I could see there being a, a lot of a lot of different places and a lot of different people. Um, anyway, so sorry about that. I went the wrong way there. Okay. Oh boy, okay, so here is a category <laughs> that I think uh, a lot of people are going to be excited for. 
Actually, no, I, I may have put this one out of order. I may have put this one out of order, so we'll have to wait. Uh, anyway, so this is the most critically acclaimed piece of garbage film. Uh, not only is this movie overrated, it's terrible. So these are films that are overrated, and not only are they overrated, they're also just bad in the first place, all right? So the nominees for most critically acclaimed piece of garbage film, I just love that. It rolls off the tongue very well. The nominees are Avatar The Way of Water, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, and The Woman King. Congratulations on being not only overrated by either critics or audiences, or both, uh, but also for just being uh, terrible films altogether. <laughs> so, congratulations. As you can see, it's, it's pretty interesting, right, to see Avatar get some love in some categories, but then also get a lot of hate, too. Uh, so, uh, again, these were the films that, that the people deemed, people deemed to be not only bad garbage-tier garbage films, but also uh, to be, uh, again, receiving various critical acclaim, either from the actual critics themselves or from audiences or from both in these various circumstances. So, congratulations. All right. Moving now to most overrated film of the year. I think I really messed up the order here, but hey. Uh, as long as the category is not skipped altogether, I think that will be okay. And if it is, I will apologize and will make up for it, I'm sure. So for the most overrated film of the year. So again, that category deals with a film that's not only overrated, but is also just pure garbage. These are just overrated movies. So they might be garbage or they might just be, they might just be overrated, right? And this is one that I actually thought was uh, a pretty interesting category. Definitely a pretty interesting category. So the most overrated films of the year are as follows. Avatar, The Way of Water, The Batman, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, and Everything Everywhere All at Once. And it's these two categories, uh, or rather, it's, it's two of the films here that actually made a lot of sense to me. So for one, The Batman, right, there are people that really like The Batman, but there's also people that didn't, you know, and again, these are... Films that are not just overrated by critics, but also even by audiences. And I think that there was a, a large portion of the audience that was very supportive of the film. But I think there were also a lot of people that just really didn't care for it all that much. Same thing with everything, ever all at once. I love the movie, but there's a lot of people out there that didn't. And so just as much love as that film has been getting here at the Ravens tonight uh, for nominations, uh, as you can see, there are also still a, a decent amount of people that... Uh, thought that everything everywhere was was overrated. So, uh, again, some of the other ones, not nearly as surprising, right? Avatar, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, no surprise to see those categories here. Um, but it is, again, what it is at this point. Uh, we do have a super chat coming in. Uh, Jorge Barracuda, thank you for the $5. Super chat says America Chavez should win all categories. Queen Slay. I see what you did there. Uh, but anyway, these are the most overrated films of the year. All right, most underrated films of the year. This is also a fun one because usually films that um, maybe don't get people's you know top pick of the year, uh, maybe their second or third pick, or or maybe a film that people just honestly think, hey, you know, I I, I appreciated this film more than what I thought it should, and I don't think I got enough love from either critics from the box office or either from critics or from audiences, you know, from a box office perspective. So the most underrated films of the year are Bullet Train. The Menu, The Northman, RRR, and Weird, The Al Yankovic Story. Uh, that was definitely the one I was surprised to see. I personally liked Weird. I thought it was it was actually a very fun movie. 
And I actually agree that it's an underrated film for sure. Uh, very happy to see the menu get a nod here. I thought the menu was definitely one of one of my top films of, of 2022. And also, again, a lot of love being shown to RRR. Clearly, there is a contingent of people who are very big fans of it. So, again, Bullet Train getting some love here. The menu, The Northman as well, right? Also continuing uh, to to receive that love as well. And then RRR as well. And uh, Weird, the Al Yankovic story. It's, it's just fun to see that in the midst of these other films, which are, you know... <laughs> It's it's kind of it's in, it's in a category by itself, right? It's in it's in a league of its own, as it were. So those were our most underrated films of the year. All right, best pointless remake, reboot, sequel, prequel. Uh, so yeah, as the name indicates, originally this was the most pointless remake reboot, but ultimately because definitions can sometimes be a little confusing, we decided. Well, you know what? We're living in the age really of just non-original material like like you know how there's the western era of hollywood and then there was the gangster era we're within like the sequel prequel reboot remake era right where there's just no original ideas in hollywood anymore and so i think that this definitely uh, fits all of this this is one that i could totally see us maybe coming up with a different name for because you know there's a probably a, a shorter way of coming up with the same concept and an and idea but anyway so the nominees for the best pointless so this is, again, talking about films that we recognize are pointless because they are remakes, reboots. We also recognize that they are, um, again, just unoriginal in concept. But these are the best of them, right? These are the best of, of those, okay? So for the best pointless remakes, we have The Batman, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Prey, Scream 5, and Top Gun Maverick. So these were seen as the best. So again, it's this is actually not a negative category. Some people might have thought that it was. Uh, but again, it's the recognition that unoriginal concepts in Hollywood, all of these, right, are, are based off of previous things. Obviously, there's been a ton of Batmans, a uh, ton of Pinocchios, right? Um, interestingly, the, the two that just really surprised me were Prey and Scream 5. I was very surprised to see both of those get get uh, some support, as much support as they did. I've never been a big uh, Scream 5 fan. Um, and, you know, I, I think that that ultimately uh, is going to be a, probably a, a genre thing, right? If you're a fan of the genre, etc. Prey, right? That's one that I, I didn't hate it as much as I thought I would, but I wouldn't necessarily say it's one of the best of the year. So again, this is a positive category, right? This is saying these are all reboots. These are all remakes. Remember, Top Gun Maverick is a sequel. Right, it is a sequel to the original Top Gun, and so again, we we are under the understanding that all of these things are essentially and mostly pointless. But these are the good ones, right? The ones that uh, at least the people say are good. Um, so these were the ones that ended up winning out. Congratulations! All right, and then we have the negative. What are the worst remakes? What are the worst reboot sequels, prequels? So this is the negative category. All right. So these are the worst of them when it comes to the remakes. And the nominees are Avatar, The Way of Water, Disney's Pinocchio, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Jurassic World Dominion, and Thor, Love and Thunder. And uh, I've not seen Disney's Pinocchio, but from what I've heard about it, sounds like it definitely deserves to be on this list, as I think all of these deserve to be on this list. Uh, Again, uh, as far as... All of these characters, all of these, you know, all of these uh, stories, 
you know, showing that Hollywood is just out of ideas. I think that all of them really do showcase that very well, especially the MCU films on here, right? The MCU has easily uh, been, uh, been a, uh, uh, been a group of films that has really struggled to to come up with any original concepts. And I see a couple of people mentioning uh, Halloween Ends. Halloween Ends did get some some votes, but was not enough uh, to be able to break into the the top five vote getters. And so, again, these are the people. Uh, these are, these are the choices of the people. And if you were not able to vote in the nomination process, it was open for about two three weeks or so, maybe even more than that. Uh, so. Pay attention for next year, so that way you can uh, get your nominations in. But these are the worst of the remakes. So again, not good films. And uh, again, also the recognition that they're not based off of, you know, they're not original in in really any capacity whatsoever. All right. The best low-budget movie. All right. The best low-budget movie. This is another category I really do love to see here because this is something that doesn't get a lot of attention and it helps to give attention to some films that maybe other people have never actually seen before. So the nominees for best low budget movie for 2022 are need to click on the screen. Of course, the black phone for $17 million, everything everywhere all at once for 14 million smile, 17 million, Terrifier 2, $250,000. And The Whale, $3 million. So for this category, it's uh, we, we consider a low-budget film to be a movie made for less than $30 million. Uh, obviously, $30 million is still a lot to, to you and me. But for most big Hollywood films and p- pictures in general, uh, being underneath that is, is definitely one that is, you know, it's, it's definitely a lot harder to make certain types of films. And so... This is actually, again, a category I really love. It gives attention to films that otherwise don't get attention or as much attention. Uh, Black Phone, very happy to see that film on this list. It was a very, very strong film. Uh, I, of course, like er- everything all at once, and it was also made for a very small amount of money. Smile, also a very effective movie, uh, a film that I thought also was was very, uh, very powerful. Again, not necessarily original in concept, uh, but definitely freaked me out. And so, again, happy to see that that a film like that was able to make this onto the list. And then Terrifier 2, I never saw the first or second one, but I remember everyone was talking about it because of just how small the uh, the budget was, right? Just how small the budget was. So, uh, anyway, these were the movies that got the most votes, though, for best low-budget film of the year. All right, next category is the best story in film of the year. So, these are the films that we believe to have had the best overall story. So the nominees for Best Story in Film are The Batman, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Northman, RRR, and Top Gun Maverick. So again, uh, the, again, strong support here for The Batman, getting that on here. And it's interesting, right, that... Uh, the Batman's gotten some love, gotten some, gotten some hate. Uh, Northman and RRR have clearly got their their fans out there because they've been able to consistently get into a lot of these a lot of these positive categories. And then Top Gun Maverick, of course, is, is one that is just continuing to to dominate to dominate here. And I would say, even though I enjoy the film, I personally would not uh, put it as as far as the best story uh, compared to these other ones. Um, but then again, it makes sense that it would have been nominated because it's a film that most people were actually able to, to watch. So anyway, these were the best stories in film, according to those that put forth the nominations. 
Okay. And next we have uh, Lifetime Achievement Award, Most Overlooked Person. Uh, so this is one where we do try, um, we do try to uh, focus this one on that most overlooked aspect, right? Uh, there's Lifetime Achievement Awards, right, that every award show typically tries to do. But this is one where we, we try to find people that are overlooked. And so sometimes we get those lists and sometimes there are people that are genuinely overlooked. And sometimes there are lists where it's people that really aren't that overlooked at all. But again, I, I let the people speak on, on this very topic, all right? And so the nominees for Lifetime Achievement Award this year. Uh, previous winners, by the way, for those wondering, uh, previous winners included Stan Lee, Keanu Reeves, Kurt Russell, and Willem Dafoe. Those were our last winners. And the nominations, the nominees for this year's awards are Angela Bassett, who was in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Brandon Fraser for The Whale. Ki Hui Kwan, who is in Everything Everywhere All at Once. Nicolas Cage. I mean, Nicolas Cage. Need I say any more? And Tom Cruise. So these were the people nominated. Uh, again, uh, some people I think aren't nearly as overlooked as others, but. Uh, these were the people that uh, people thought maybe weren't getting enough recognition. This could very well be because, again, when, when we see when we say overlooked, right, what do we mean by that? It could be that they're overlooked at the box office. It could mean that they're overlooked um, by critics. It could mean that they're overlooked by award shows. Right. Um, and and let's just be fair. Right. There are definitely a couple names on here who you probably won't uh, get a lot of attention for who haven't gotten a lot of attention for some of the things that they have uh, that they have done. So, uh, again, these were the people nominated, um, and uh, again, that's why I think the the results of this, when we are able to announce winners, I think that's going to make things very, very interesting. Um, but anyway, these are the nominations for Lifetime Achievement Awards. Congratulations to all of those who have been nominated. And uh, before I go any further, I'm going to go ahead and pull back up the live stream real quick, because I think that my, uh, my PowerPoint may have... Uh, may have misclicked or, or something because there was definitely a category that I remember making the slide for and it didn't pop up <laughs> and I want to make sure that it, it, it gets covered. So just give me one second while I do that. And uh, by the way, thank you all very much for, for all the love and support that I, I've been uh, seeing in, in the chat. It's been uh, really awesome to, to see. And again, this has been a, uh, a ton of fun. Uh, so far, hope that you are also having a lot of fun as well. So let me try and see where this was in the list of places. Where in the world would that have gone? That's what I want to know. I am just, uh, I am very confused because I remember working on this, this, this very thing. I'm so very confused. <laughs> For those wondering, it's the show of the year, Victor Fontaine. Yeah, that's the one. Because uh, I have the nominees, but I, I for some reason, can't find uh, the slide for it. Because I, I definitely made a slide for it. I just have no idea where it ended up. I don't know if it got if it got put out of order or or what. No, because those are those are all there. Let's see. Te technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. These things happen. 
on occasion. I don't know why it's happening here and now in such a way. Because I, again, definitely remember making it because I, I chose some really great pictures for it, too. Well, well, this just makes me sad. This just makes me very, very sad. I'll, I'll have to try to find the... <laughs> I'll have to try and find the file for it because I'm definitely not going to be able to, to make it um, at this point. But let me go ahead and uh, and put this back to where it was for because we're getting to the top two uh, categories here. And so, uh, yeah, again, sorry about that, everybody. But shill of the year, I don't know what happened to the slide that I made, unfortunately. Uh, but I'll, I'll go ahead and announce those uh, to everybody. So shill of the year. Shill of the year, this is, uh, by definition, we say a person engaged in covert advertising. The shill attempts to spread buzz by personally endorsing the product in public forums with the pretense of sincerity when, in fact, they are being paid for his or her services. Or at least it's the perceived uh, notion that they are being paid for their services. And so uh, this is a fun uh, category here. So, uh, you know, first off, let's go ahead and just list the nominations. All right. So the nominees for shill of the year are as follows. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Grace Randolph, James Cameron, Jeremy of Geeks and Gamers, and John Campia. Congratulations to the shills of the year. Jeremy was informed about his nomination, uh, and he did want me to, to send a message to those that voted for him. He said, I just wanted to correct the record. I don't just like Avatar. He wants to say, and again, I'm quoting Jeremy here, I loved Avatar. So he's doubling down on his love of Avatar The Way of Water. Uh, but he is officially nominated. And again, I'm so mad that the slide disappeared because I, I just had a lot of I had great pictures of, of all the people involved. But some fun facts about this category. For John Campia, this is his fifth nomination. This is his fifth nomination. He has been nominated five times and has never won in this category. For Grace Randolph, this is her third nomination. Never won either. And uh, going back to the Lifetime Achievement Award, Tom Cruise and Nicolas Cage have both now been nominated twice. So they've never won, uh, but they have been nominated twice. But yeah, for Shill of the Year, John Campia, a five-time, we can now say truly he is a perennial nomination. He is a perennial nominee. And... Uh, and yeah, I hunted, Rob. I hunted for it. And he can keep on looking for it because that dude is 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 about as clear a definition of shill as you can get, which is why he's always nominated but never wins. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride is uh, is John Campia. But yeah, uh, Jeremy Geese and Gamers and uh, the, the votes were, were clearly for his take on on Avatar. So congratulations to, to everyone uh, who got nominated in that category. And I hope to be able to find uh, the slide at one point so I can maybe pull that up in a future stream. Okay, anyway, so let's get back to it. The final two categories, and then I'll jump into the chat and try and get through as many of the comments as I possibly can. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> how dare you, Orange Chat? I saw that in the live chat. How dare you? All right, so this is one, uh, this is a prestigious award here on the channel, all right? This is the Kathleen Kennedy and Ryan Johnson Award for Excellence in Crap World Building. So basically, this is our fancy name for the worst film of the year, all right? So these are, as voted on by the people, the worst films of 2022. 
And the nominees are Disney's Pinocchio, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Jurassic World Dominion, Morbius, and Thor Love and Thunder. Congratulations to the worst films of 2022. Some surprises on there. Uh, I bet some people were expecting to see Avatar, but Avatar actually did not get uh, nominated here as as the worst film of the year. Uh, there was, uh, let's just say, as you can see, it's morbid time, everybody. This is the this is this is Morbius's year, I think. It's <laughs> that's right. Everyone is saying it's morbid time. Yes, indeed. Uh, but yeah, Morbius ended up getting a, quite a swath of of recommendations that just blew any of the other ones because there were a bunch of other ones that got a few votes here and there, which in any other category might have been enough, but uh, but no, not in this one. So these were the clear winners uh, of of being the worst of of the worst. So again, congratulations to the very worst films of 2022. Dizzy's Pinocchio, Dark Strange of the Multiverse of Madness, Jurassic World, Dominion, Morbius, and Thor, Love and Thunder. It's Morbid time! Uh, and with that, let's go ahead and go to the best of the year. Let's wrap up these nominations so that way I can jump into the chat and get y'all's overall thoughts. So this year, we, uh, again, for this one, I, I try to... Uh, <laughs> I don't try to play the same exact game as the Oscars where they're like, it could be anywhere between one and 10. Um, for me, it depends on, okay, does the film actually have a, a a fair amount of votes, right? It's not just that it has two votes, right? And so therefore it gets in because it happens to have, you know, one extra vote. Um, so these are films that have to have at least, you know, a few people behind them. Uh, but these are indeed the best movies of the year, according to, to y'all. And, and, and most of these should be of no surprise to anybody. But the nominations for best movie are Avatar, The Way of Water, The Banshees of Anishirin, The Batman, Bullet Train, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Northman, RRR, and Top Gun Maverick. Very interesting category this year. Batman, again, as I said, had a lot of love this year. Banshees of Anishirin was able to just get into this category. RRR also had a very strong fan base this year. The Northman also, too. But these are the eight movies. These are the eight movies. Again, the eight movies who got nominated this year for... Best movie of the year for the Wednesday Raven Awards. So again, those are Avatar, Banshee of Anishirin, The Batman, Bullet Train, Everything Ever All Once, The Northman, RR, Top Gun, Maverick. All of these, except for Avatar, Way of Water, I can say were were good or or okay, right? I wasn't a big fan of The Batman or The Northman, but I do understand the people that absolutely uh, love these movies. Uh, and so congratulations to the best of uh, 2022 and those are those nominations. So again, thank you everybody who who put their nominations out there, who participated in the process. It really does uh, mean a lot for those that that did. So again, thank you, thank you, thank you so very much. Uh, with those nominations now officially out there, I will uh, make sure to put together a a uh, a list of the nominations so that way people can see them. But also now that the nominations are officially out there, what I'm going to go ahead and do, since y'all are watching all of this. 
uh, I'm going to go ahead and post a link to the ballot. So um, here is an early link to the ballot. So uh, voting is now open. I'm going to post the ballot on all of the platforms. And so, again, if you wish to vote early, there is the form right there. And uh, the one thing I will say is that for the actual ballot itself, you will notice that all of the categories have an abstain option. So if for any reason you feel like you can't pick between any of them or you feel like you didn't see the films or enough of the films to be able to say one way or the other, uh, there is an abstain option. So you can choose that if you do not wish to vote in a category. The only exception is the best movie of the year. The reason why is because that one we do on a ranking system. So you will be ranking them uh, as your, your, your favorite and least favorite, right? So your favorite movie you'll mark as, as one, your, your second favorite is two, three, and so on and so forth. So one to eight from best to worst. And then whichever film has the highest ranking, right, overall, has this the most support overall. Uh, you could say it's kind of ranked choice voting, but I, I just, again, I, I really do like that a lot because it does make sure that basically it ensures that you can't have one trolls come around and do a bunch of first place, you know, just a bunch of, you know, random uh, choices. Like if it was just multiple choice for one uh, of one movie over the other, this one, you actually do have to go through the process of, of ranking them uh, in this way. So, uh, so anyway, th this is again, uh, the way in which the nominations are going to be taken. So you have a link to the, uh, the ballot. So if you feel like you are ready to, to fulfill that ballot, you can go ahead and do so. Uh, but obviously that's going to be open for quite a while. The Oscars themselves aren't for uh, a while. So, um, again, the actual Raven Awards ceremony, when we talk about the winners, those will be discussed and those will be, uh, read aloud on the, uh, the fifth annual Raven Awards and I believe that's going to be sometime in, what, February or March? Anyway, whew, let's dive into the chat. Let's go ahead and dive into the chat for a moment because uh, I know that that was a, a long time. But, uh, you know, I, 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 like to, I like to make sure that we, we go through them all and it feels official. It's fun. Anyway, so Jorge Barracuda, thank you so very much again for that super chat earlier on. I wanted to make sure to highlight it. Again, he said America Chavez should win all the categories. Queen Slay. Uh, it was 741 is where I, as far back as I can go in the chat. So again, apologies to anyone who may have tagged me prior to that. Uh, let's see. Forever Sci-Fi says, are you sure that wasn't supposed to be Lady Thor? I did. So I, I looked at the description. Some people put Lady Thor. Some people made sure to put the, the specificity, you know, to specify that. But for those that just put Thor... And didn't put like Mighty Thor or anything like that. Um, again, I I, I I insinuated or it seemed to indicate that they were talking about the actual Thor. And it makes a lot of sense too because Thor really was pointless in his own movie if you really think about it. So, yeah, a lot of people, <laughs> yeah, again, a lot of people apparently voted for Thor. So the people who voted for, for that character are, are here in the chat right now. <laughs> uh, let's see. Cthulhu, what's going on? Welcome. Uh, Jilo, what is going on? I saw that there was a little bit of uh, fighting going on. Please don't fight, people. Uh, anyway, Ambrose Chamberpot, what's going on? Forever Sci-Fi. This is one where I'm okay with Avatar winning. I, I just, Was that for the worst story or forever? It's, just, it's very interesting, though. Very interesting to see Avatar get not only nominated for Best Picture, but also to get nominated for some of the worst, like most critically acclaimed piece of garbage movie, right? It's just 
it's just amazing to always see because people sometimes are they're like I want to put my love for for this movie you know in this specific category and for this. so it's always interesting to see and so now that we're gonna be p- having people who can only vote on one thing right and we have a set amount of of nominations and nominees it'll be very interesting to see where these things go. Um, let's see. Uh, J.S. Pena says it's weird. I want to watch. I want. Uh, I want Wakanda Forever. T- I watched two. I sorry. I watched Wakanda Forever two months ago, and I almost forgot it ever existed. Yeah, me too. I- I've watched that movie, and I have forgotten everything about it. Absolutely, absolutely for sure. Alrighty, let us see. And also too. So let's see. Uh, Jilo says half of Odin's fan base haven't watched Avatar and are coping seething because of its success. Jilo, get out of here with that. Okay, that's like I can understand having a differing of differing of opinion, but bro, Avatar's story sucked. It it sucked. There, there's nothing that you can say that's going to change that that fact that the story is not well written, that the characters are not well developed. Again, the very first ten minutes alone. You have a character who off screen in the first film did a thing just so that they could exist. I mean, the amount of just contrivances within the first 10 minutes of the film alone are already enough to, to, to call out. But yeah, but don't try and say that it's, you know, half of Odin's fan base is the reason why it got nominated. No, it's because a lot of people who actually did see the movie didn't like it. There are a lot of people that watched it and loved it. But guess what? Most of them would rather leave, you know, random comments on my videos than actually go through the process of of nominating the film that they claim to love so much. I even mentioned in my videos saying, hey, you're more than welcome to vote and you're more than welcome to go through the process. And if you feel like, hey, we're just going to overwhelm, you know, Odin's Ravens with with this. But clearly they care more about just posting complete and other, uh, you know, trollish comments you know, acting in a cult-like mentality versus anything else. So, yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna call that out, man, uh, because a lot of people voted for the negative categories for for Avatar because they watched it and didn't like it. Are there people that may have voted for it that that you know that um, that didn't watch it? Sure, but guess what? There are other movies that maybe you like that probably also got the same kind of treatment. So, you know, let's 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 just please be a little bit balanced there. It's like. It's like the whole claim about review bombing, right? Review bombing apparently can only exist in the negative. But people don't talk about the people that, you know, will spam five-star reviews on movies to either, quote, counter perceived review bombing or other things. So it's important for us to, uh, again, be very, very tempered here. But anyway, yeah, I saw I see some people saying they liked Batman in the in the comments. Let's see, Great Wooda tagged at 751 saying, don't forget sci-fi. Absolutely, yeah. So I was talking, this was in reference to how there were the different eras of Hollywood. Yes, yeah, sci-fi in the 70s for sure. The action film of the 80s, right? Um, we're just in that era now of of just unoriginal material, right? The sequel, prequel, reboot, etc. That's why it's its own category. All right. Orange Hour Views, thank you so very much, man, for for hanging out and, and for, for modding up tonight. I really do appreciate it and letting people have conversations um and, and uh you know people being on behavior fives what's going on yeah i'm surprised halloween ends did not get as much hate i think it's i think it might be because people either just forgot about it altogether 
um, or or other things. Again, I'm always willing to to try to adapt and to adopt different practices for the Ravens every single year. You know, to try to get a little bit more sophisticated with it, right? Like maybe saying, okay, you know, maybe months in advance, get a, like a pool of movies that are you know nominated. And then from that, get people to like vote on them so that we can actually get like a core group of movies. Um, and so that way, maybe that we can have it make sure that those movies get a little bit more sense, you know. Um, but yeah, it, it's again, it's a system that I, I do the very best that I can with because guess what? It's supposed to be fun. That's all that's supposed to be. It's supposed to be fun. Her sci-fi says, I honestly didn't notice there was another Jurassic World movie. You didn't miss anything. I could say that much. Elizabeth Lyons says, I just watched RR and really enjoyed it. I tried Pinocchio, couldn't get through it. Uh, which Pinocchio? The, 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 um, I keep, by the way, in a previous stream, I said Benicio del Toro. <laughs> and I was like, when I was thinking after the fact, I was like, oh, uh, that's not correct. It's Guillermo del Toro. Uh, the Guillermo del Toro one or the Disney one? Because I really enjoyed the Guillermo del Toro one. I thought it was brilliant. Uh, Gus, I have to say, the latest Jurassic was trash, worse than the one before. Have a good night. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Elizabeth Lyons said, I1 is angry. Wait, what is that? I don't know what that. Yeah, yeah, man. Only 250000 Only $250,000 for Terrifier 2. So that's why uh, there was, a, again, a, a group of people that, that liked that kind of uh, content that gave that film some love. And yeah, I mean, I have no interest in going to watch it, but kudos to it. Uh, Orange Hat Reviews says, I think I picked Violent Night. Yeah, there were definitely some votes for Violent Night spread around, just not enough in any of the categories to to push it over the edge. Elizabeth Lyons, yeah, I know a lot of people liked Violent Night. I was not a fan of it. But also, as you all know, I hate Avatar, and but Avatar still got nominated for good things too. So for anyone who says, you know, you're so blinded, biased, it's like, oh no, I, I just like the film, but as much as it would it would be amazing to be like, Oh, yeah, I took Avatar out of contention. That's stupid. I'm not going to do that, right? If people want to put Avatar as their favorite movie of the year, I'm going to let them put it as their favorite movie of the year. Simple as that. Favorite Sci-Fi says, I liked uh, Top Gun, but best story. I agree. I think I said I mentioned that when we got to that uh, category. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was necessarily the best story of the year over some of the others. Uh, Banshees of Anishirin, for instance, I think would have been a better one. Uh, Elizabeth Lyons was calling out some of the the backbiting that was going on in the chat. It's impossible to overlook Cage. Yeah, exactly. I agree. I agree. When I got to top, yeah, when it was Tom Cruise and Nicolas Cage, I'm like, not really overlooked. But again, it's kind of like a hybrid category because it is lifetime achievement slash overlooked. So I always hope people will go for the more obscure choices, and sometimes they do. Um, but you know, obviously, it is also an opportunity to try to recognize people that you think. Because that is really where subjectivity comes into play, right? If you think that someone has been overlooked in, in a wide variety of ways, then I think that uh, that leads to the, um, you know, the the awards and the people, you know, the the ones voted in that way. Yeah, Bruce says uh, overlooked by award show, which is why Bruce wanted to vote for uh, for Tom Cruise. Notice how Tom Cruise again. Look at how Top Gun Maverick. You know, I think it got nominated for for some things at the Oscars, but. Not for acting. Yeah. So I was, again, I'm so sad that I'm so sad that that went away. Uh, I had it on uh, my personal laptop computer. So I'm wondering if at some point I must have hit the delete button by accident, or maybe I didn't save it, or I didn't upload it um, complete. Because, I, again, if I find it, I'll, I'll be sure to share it. 
Tina says, okay, who who is the head got nominated the overall weight of Lifetime Achievement Award? All I want, all I say are blurs. I don't recognize these flowers. I hope that you're listening, Tina. That's why I'm trying to, I try to read and, and explain things so that way you know what's going on. Let's see. Cage always. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, see, like what Tina says, who are all those bars that got nominated? That's why I, I, I read them. Why is Tina not why is Tina not listening? Anyway. Yeah, people are like, Jeremy hacked you. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy did indeed get nominated. This is where people got excited for him getting nominated. Uh Orange Hat, yeah, that was really funny. Kind of vote for Jeremy, says Kimberly G. Campy is a loser, says Forever Sci-Fi, and I refuse to make him a winner. Yeah, again, he is the perennial uh, perennial shill of the year. Always nominated, but never wins. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. <laughs> so great. Yeah, Brie Larson. Uh, I forgot what year she won, but yeah. She was kind of quiet this year. Jeremiah Ferris says, Top Gun Maverick is getting almost all my votes because it's so good. It is. It really is great. Yeah, everyone was excited when Morbius got nominated for Worst Picture. It's Morbid time. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Master of Gaming says, who got nominated for Shill of the Year? Uh, so I think I had read those out. So hopefully you were there when I got to that. All righty. Let's see. Trying to catch up with everybody. It's 8.09 in the chat. It is 8.23 in real life, so about seven minutes left in the show. Going to try and get through these. Uh, Mr. Peabody, what's going on, brother? He says, Batman was a great movie if you suffer from insomnia. Ooh! And then he says, only got uh, through 15 minutes of Pinocchio. The Disney version or the uh, Guillermo del Toro version? That's the big question. Let's see. The Morak says, great job tonight. That was a fun stream. Can't wait for the awards ceremony. Hey, Morak, thank you. Uh, hopefully, won't have those same technical issues, but you never know. <laughs> Jonah Wigster says, trolls? Odin, really? Odin really doesn't trust us and discriminates us. Only you, Jonah Wigster. Rowdy says, Jeremy's bot accounts are going to spam Avatar 2 for best film of the year and himself winning shill of the year, <laughs> probably. Uh, but again, that's the reason why it is, uh, you know, that's why I have it set up the way that I do. Is is because again, enough people. Uh, if enough people give first, second, third place votes, um, you know, to to whatever movies they want to give to, right? Those will ultimately get a lot more love. Hardwick says, "I suggest changing the name of the excellent scrap world building category. It's confusing because it sounds like specifically for bad world building rather than worst movie." Um, but that's why I explain it every year too. Um, and that that's one where I don't think I'm ever going to change it, just because it's it's kind of like. It's it's history. It's part of the history of of the channel. It's a part of the history of the awards. Uh, there's other ones that I think could probably be given a name like it uh, that that would be better. Like for instance, the the remake reboot category. Uh, it says that's why I nominate Jurassic World Dominion for that category. It's terrible world building. I didn't realize the category is for worst movie. Well, it is one of the worst films, so that would be correct. Let's see. Tina said, best of the year, the Northman, Star Trek uh, 2, Wrath of Khan, Godfather. So the only one that actually came out this year was would have been the Northman. So. No, it's all good. It's all good. As long as, long as again, uh, fruitful conversations. 
Jeremiah Fair, Jeremiah is, <laughs> Jeremy is getting my vote. Oh man. It's all good for Jazz Penny. Just another red shirt. What is going on? Hail to you. Uh, Reaper says, if Frost wins the award, we need Chrissy Mayer, <laughs> Chrissy Mayer to accept it as Frost. That'd be great. Save it also with, with Jeremy. That'd be really fun to, to get him in. Bruce is already done with his ballot. Dang, that was fast. Saw a few people posting that they were done with it on a couple things. We apparently voted over on, on Odyssey. Okay, over on Rumble. What's going on? Mr. Roy says, uh, Mr. Roy 35 says, good nominations. Good night. Hey, thank you very much for hanging out over there. King Kane Rumshki had tagged a couple times. He said, being a Raven Awards newbie, can I still vote if I haven't watched any movies d- uh, during a given year? Uh, so you can still vote. Uh, there is a abstain category. If you feel like you really can't uh, make a decision because you haven't seen the films nominated or anything like that, there is an abstain for each category as well. Um, the only one that there isn't is for the ranking of the films. And I would just say, take it as an opportunity where you don't have to vote tonight because you're going to have, you know, probably a good month or so to actually vote. Um, but, uh, I would say try and, uh, watch some of the films, at least in the positive categories. Uh, he then had to say nice job on Raven Awards. Yeah, absolutely. The nominations I thought were very good this year. Um, for the most part, there's always, there's always weird ones, uh, here and there, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, Forever Sci-Fi says, my vote for Jeremy is in. His award should be a bust of Campia. Oh, that would be brilliant. That'd be great. Jeremy Fair, I think the budget for the Oscars was taken and given to your show. Great job, and thank you for the great content. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Definitely have some things to to go, but, you know, to, things to improve upon, but... Harwick, do you plan to review All Quiet on the Western Front? I don't know if I'll review it, but I definitely want to watch it, because it's been getting a lot of attention. Uh, Jeremiah Fair says, Morbin time. Woo. Uh, Cthulhu says, Elvis deserves more, uh, but respect to OMB voters. Uh, again, I, 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 I humbly disagree, uh, Cthulhu. I think that the voters were right to not uh, praise that one. Um, in fact, I'm, I'm actually surprised it didn't get more negative because I, the movie's called Elvis, and yet the movie isn't really about him at all. Elvis is a secondary character in a film with his name. Um, and even though Austin Butler is phenomenal in the role, Tom Hanks is not. Tom Hanks eats up the scenery in everything, in every scene. He overacts to such an annoying degree. And then the Bars Lerman, like psychedelic weird sequences just take you out of it. And it, it, it's just, again, I, I think it's not one of the worst films of the year by any means, but I, I just, it's hard for me to say it's one of the best either as great. Again, I think some people might, I'm not saying that anyone is, but I think some people might be taking the performance from Austin Butler and letting the amazing performance he gives kind of give a, give a lift to some of the other areas of the film that aren't necessarily as, as strong or as good. Orange S says, very welcome, Odin. People know I run a reasonable ship as a mod, but don't take it for granted, folks. Absolutely. Absolutely. Tina, I was reading them. I was reading them. That's why I was doing it. Does she not? (laughs) I mean, I can't type anything to her because she's, I know she's not great, but I, do you not listen? That hurts me. It hurts my feelings. I've been trying to read things and read comments and everything. The Morak says, It'd be amazing if we could get uh, even a mini sci-fi or action hero era. We need uh, movies from these genres. Yeah, I mean, 
I think you might at some point see a revival of an older genre. Like you might see the revival of a Western or, or something like that. But yeah, I don't know what the next major one would be, to be honest. There's just so many, <laughs> just, there's just so few ideas. Jess Benny says, I still can't believe Austin Butler, an actor I'm familiar with from a kid's uh, movie would play Elvis. Yeah. And he did such a great job with it too. Uh, so I was very happy to see him get breakout performance of the year. Again, uh, you know, very, very great uh, to see him get, uh, you know, performance of the year, breakout performance of the year. Um, I thought that he definitely deserved that at the very least. Super says, uh, it's not just movies. We're just in an era of forgettable art and media, and it's sad. Uh, I hope Tarantino is right and the pendulum swings back soon. I hope so too, for sure. But yeah, it's definitely hitting all things. Bruce, who's a member, says, hard for hard for me to even notice the chat unless I see a highlighted Bruce. Yeah, same. Morak says, any chance RR is released on Blu-ray 4K? I hope it is. I really do hope it is uh, because I would love to get it. Um, <laughs> and and also, I would love to find out why they're, why the vocals, why the audio for the movie is is trash. I love the film. I think it's great. I think it's a lot of fun. But the audio is trash. Like, everything sounds ADR. Everything sounds like it was recorded after the fact. Maybe it was, but yeah. Jeremy Fire says, I think last year, quality-wise, was a horrible year for movies. I, th- I, again, agree and disagree. I think there were some really good things. Uh, but ultimately, I voted for Brendan. He made fun of himself in the Looney Tunes movie with Steve Martin uh, while Steve Martin chewed scenery. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Super Anime Gamer says, my logic was, yes, Nick Cage is popular, but I don't think he gets the credit he deserves. He's more than a meme. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that... If anyone didn't watch uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent, I think you, I, th- I think you, you missed something, uh, something really special. He says, "I'm not listening because I'm trying to squint my eyes to read if I can, and I can't read anyway. But I finally saw the way. Or if there's any integrity, but that's just the thing. Like if it can't read, then don't just because I'm reading them. I was reading them all. Uh, Bruce says Jeremy paid me. I voted for him." <laughs> Uh, let's see if Avatar Sci-Fi says if Avatar wins for overrated will Jeremy accept on on its behalf maybe he should maybe he should <laughs> let's see uh, Hamlet and Burger says many of my nominees didn't get picked please announce the launch of the Wednesday Ravens squared awards for those of us who boycott the Wednesday Raven awards oh come on now come on now let's not do that <laughs> uh let's see um it it got some it it was getting some uh some attention behind the scenes but i don't remember if it got nominated uh for the ravens let's see uh jeremiah fair says james cameron will have three out of the four highest grossing movies of all time without inflation Uh, his ability to get giant cgi sludge to make money should not be overlooked well, I again with without inflation, I'll have to look at those numbers again uh, because you do realize that there's a lot of other films from older generations that, when you do adjust for inflation, are are very high. So I, I would, regardless of any of that, he does make movies that make a lot of money. But we also have to recognize where those films tend to make money, and I think it also like the kind of movies that he's making, right? I I just I don't think he's good for for cinema. I don't think he's good for cinema at all. Just look at what happened after the first Avatar film. What happened? 
I would say the quality of the big budget films didn't get any better if it, if at all it got worse. And then you had a bunch of these studios that were starting to post convert all of their films to 3D because they thought that was going to be the trend. What do you think is going to happen now that this film is making a lot of money? It's getting Oscars contention again. It's just going to be a, another really, really bad move, I think. Forever Sci-Fi. Maybe we can chip in for a Campia mug and then paint it gold. That'd be cool. How is this? To me, Elvis was still the lead in the in Elvis. It's about 70% Elvis, 30% Colonel Parker. It was very accurate in Too Rush, though. And I, I would I would disagree. I would say, if anything, it was like 50-50. Um, and even then, it's like, e- even even if you're willing to get 50-50 or even 60-40, it's like, if it's called Elvis, it should be 90-10. J.S. Pena, I agree. The modern covers of Elvis' songs did take me out of it. Yeah. Uh, Bruce says, plenty of good sci-fi books to pick from movies these days. Let's see. Jeremiah uh, Fair says, did you see... The M&M stuff to all the woke companies. Go woke, go broke Disney. Yeah, seriously. Have Jeremy and Christy Frost do a video just in case. <laughs> yeah, I probably will try to see. Again, well, the issue is, of course, they have to actually win first. Uh, there's no guarantee of them winning. Uh, but you never know. Harwick says, Brent Fraser said that he made fun of himself for so much in Looney Tunes movie because he was feeling insecure and felt like it didn't, make, uh, didn't mock himself first. Someone else would do it. Yeah, it is interesting. Uh, yeah, no, Tina, go take care of yourself. Go take care of yourself. Absolutely, Tina. Again, thank you for being here. And again, I, I, I only was mentioning that because I've been, you know, uh, you know, I, I always try because I know that sometimes you are listening. I try to read the chat so that way you can, you can hear what the people say, especially when they're like sending love and sending hearts and things like that and, uh, and everything else too. So again, thank you for being here. And I, I again, all of us here are, are praying uh, for you to heal. Uh, we says you have to send Tina the link to vote in an email and enlarge the link multiple times so she can properly see and click on it. Hashtag hugs for Tina. Absolutely. Absolutely. For sure. I'll, I'll try and work on that. It makes it so harder to read because of the, cause I know, I know the voice text is not always easy to convey what's being said uh bruce says at least you'll have it on hand if one of them win uh forever sci-fi then says it probably good tina didn't hear that considering that her opinion of tom cruise probably uh matt r have a great night yeah absolutely um all right and so with that let me just double check all these other places so yeah with that we'll go ahead and call that a uh, call it a show call that a wrap uh so thank you everyone for uh partaking in this right for those that uh Nominated films, I really do appreciate you all for for putting those nominations out there. Uh, obviously, can't have nominees without nominations. Uh, for those that didn't nominate this year, maybe think about uh, putting some nominations in for next year. As you can see, sometimes you just need a, a few votes here and there to be able to align yourself with with people with with, with similar views and similar thoughts about the the films that they loved and hated, um, and you'll be able to get films nominated. So. Yeah, definitely. I would say something that is is uh, is a bit more, I think, a bit more realistic than anything the Oscars could ever hope to be able to pull off. And uh, we're going to have fun with it. Right. This is something that we're definitely going to have a lot of fun with. I cannot wait for the actual Ravens themselves. Um, if, if, you know, people try to plan ahead for those kinds of things, let me try and 
Uh, let me try and look this up in real time. So the Oscars for this year are going to be March 12th. So that's when the Ravens are going to be. The Ravens will be on March 12th. Uh, they start at 8 p.m. Eastern. We'll start at 7 p.m. Eastern, and then we'll probably go from 7 to 9.30-ish, maybe 7, 7 to 10. We will not go the full program because Lord knows we can't go that full four-plus hours, whatever nonsense they're going to be doing. Uh, but we do like to provide an alternative. And for that one, we don't just do straight nominations or just straight through the list. Uh, we do go through like a few categories at a time, and then jump back into the chat and, and see what everyone has to say. It's a fun time just to be able to, you know, also like dress up and, you know, again, have fun with it. And and that's what all of this is really is really meant to be is is something for us to be able to to have fun with it. So again, thank you to everyone who uh, was here tonight for the love and support. Please smash like button, like the five button, and and smash uh, the rumble button as well. And again, this has been a ton of fun. And I cannot wait to see uh, what y'all are choosing for best and worst of the year. Lord knows it's going to be an interesting, uh, I think it's going to be an interesting result. So with all that being said, thank you so very much. And again, if you wish to vote, um, again, the ballot is in the link that I am now uh, posting over uh, in the chat. So again, if you click on that link, that will bring you to the uh, to the ballot, and then you can fill that out, and it should save your progress. You don't have to put an email in, but it should say it should save your progress, um, and you can come back to it later on. I would say again, if you have not seen all of the things, if you've not seen all of the movies, or if there's some that you maybe need need to see or haven't seen, I would recommend doing that. Um, again, I won't be putting my votes in until I've put those out. Uh, do look forward to uh, best and worst of the year, though, because now that I've seen the whale. I can finally start to put those uh, those lists together. That was the one that I thought might be able to get on my list. Um, and with all that being said, thank you again, everyone, for uh, Bruce. There are no I want. There are no voted stickers. There are no I voted stickers. Uh, but anyway, you guys are all great. Have a wonderful rest of your evening. This was a lot of fun. Uh, and I will be posting the nominations on my website. I'm gonna try and create images of all of the nomination slides too. I'm gonna try and find the shill slide. And I'll post those up on social media as well. So that way people can see those, share those, and tag people in them if, if you want. Uh, especially for the <laughs> some of the people who might appreciate it on social media. Uh, but you guys are great. Have a wonderful rest of your evening, everybody. A blessed feast of St. Timothy as well. And as always, God bless. And now for a huge shout out to all of my January Patreon subscribe star and locals members at the Keeper of the Bifrost level and above. Starting off with my Patreon members, Father Luca Illick, Garrett Searles, Jaimeer Ari Hymason, Joe Horn, Jonathan Carney, Orange Chat Reviews, who can check out on his YouTube channel, Orange Chat Reviews, Rosetta Allen, who you can check out at her YouTube channel, Eagle Rider, and Miss Martin Muses, who you can check out at her YouTube channel, Miss Martin Muses, and of course, the amazing Empress of the Universe, Tina B, who you can check out over on her YouTube channel, Tina B, with her show Soup to Nuts, which she does, um, tries, to do, tries to do every single week with her friend and with fellow uh, Valkyrie and fellow mod of the channel, Stephanie B. And also a special shout out to the modern major general of the channel, Laura Story. 
Thank you again for joining. And of course, I do want to give a special shout out to Tina B and make sure that everyone knows that our prayers are being extended towards her as she continues to recover from complications that have occurred uh, recently with her medically and has resulted in a loss of eyesight or at the very least of, of more clear eyesight. So to continue to offer our prayers for her. Also, a shout out to my subscribe star peeps, Matt317, who can check out on his Twitch channel by the same name, The R, Fast Reaction, Mr. Roy, J-Rod, The Beer Guru, and The K-Man, who can check out over at xtheboundaries.co. And last to my locals members, Miss Minnesota Hockey Fan, How About a Hockey Player, J.H. Schwalbach, Brett D90, and the amazing lawyer, Brett, sorry, and the amazing lawyer, Robert Barnes. So thank you all very much for supporting me on Local Subscribe Star and Patreon. If you want your name shout out at the end of every live stream and video, please check out the top link in the video description below where you get access to this and also, of course, to a monthly podcast that I do with John the Flick Flick Plickinger. Also access to a giveaways channel on my Discord where I give away films this month. I've got films like Seven Samurai on Blu-ray from the Criterion Collection to give away The Banshees of Anishirin, Tommy Boy Steelbook, Edge of Tomorrow 4K, and tons of other 4Ks and Steelbooks as they get released over the next month will be available. And also, of course, digital codes as well. So if that any of that sounds interesting to you, check out that top link and join over on Patreon, subscribe star or on locals. You guys are all amazing and beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, God bless.